Sometimes I feel as if I've seen everything. That nothing could surprise me. Then a bald eagle flies into my apartment and flies out, leaving a note on the table. Four words. Black ink. Come and find me. I follow the eagle across town, sometimes by sight, other times by its aura. An aura is an energy field emanating from all living things, leaving its own trail that I happen to be able to follow. I ended up in a neighborhood of Harlem that wasn't familiar. I couldn't see the eagle, and its aura was faint. But I felt something else, something much stronger. I turned and saw a small cottage surrounded by two red brick apartment buildings. This new aura was coming from the cottage, so I went inside. He's here, you mangy beast. Scram! Welcome. There's some bourbon on the table if you'd like a glass. Evan Williams. I like it smooth. Care to take a seat? <sighs> Listen. You can read my mind as many times as you want, but you won't find anything. Everything that might help has been erased. Like the raptor, I'm just a message, and once I've told you what I'm supposed to say, I'll forget ever knowing. Do you want to hear the message? I've done okay for myself. I own a little cottage in an expensive city. I like my work, and I'm good at it. And every once in a while, I treat myself to some bourbon. But people were a mystery. Social cues, body language, voice tones, all Greek to me. Words only tell part of the story, but it was the only part I could ever follow. A man once tried to excuse himself several times, and I didn't know, so blocked his path whenever he tried to walk away. I was once asked about bourbon, a subject I am very fond of, and I stood there silently and 
awkwardly until the other person walked away. So I lived my life assuming relationships were for other people. But then, I got a visitor from a group I left long time ago. They saw it differently. They said it wasn't my fault, that my desire for connection is not some glitch, but something that could be rectified and made whole. But you know what I can do? Hear your heartbeat and the most subtle shifts in people's voices. I feel the heat radiating off of bodies and can pick out each individual caramel note swirling around my delectable drink. I'm experiencing the fullness of life raw and unfiltered for the first time. More than I ever did with my eyes. <laughs> you teleported in here. You can teleport out. I won't think it's rude. Oh. There's another note for you on the table. Who are you? What are you doing here? You get the hell out of here before I call the police. The note was taped shut, and when I opened it, a small golden key fell out. There was an address on the note as well. It might be a trap, but I figured if this person wanted to kill me, they could have already. First thing I noticed was ants, little red lines scurrying across the building floor. In all my time in the city, I'd never seen ants. The apartment was on the third floor, and as I climbed the steps, I saw more of them, scuttling into the shadows. When I got to the third floor, I took out the small golden key and opened the door. Red. Everywhere. Not blood, but red ants crawling across the wooden floor, the granite counter in the kitchen, and the plush chair near the entrance. And at the center was a small dusty hill with a hole teeming with legs, thoraxes, and abdomens. I found the source of the ant problem and was here in this apartment. I walked very slowly, wary of a possible supernatural power and the ants perceiving me as a threat. I put a barrier around myself, just in case. A couple of things began sticking out to me. Cupboards were bare, and there was no food except in the fridge. Not an easy target for a bunch of ants. With no easy food sources, the insects were probably on their way out. So whatever happened here must have happened recently. Otherwise, the ants would have been long gone. Inside the trash can was a piece of ripped mail with a name on it. Jane Nichols. I glanced at the ant mound and wondered, did that used to be Jane? I did feel an aura in the room, but it wasn't strong enough for me to know for sure it was her. 
On the wall was a poster of a white hexagon with red sparks. A familiar symbol of a supernatural organization called the Order. Whoever had lived here, whether it be Jane or another, had dabbled in the supernatural. What if all these people were targeted by the Order? What did they all have in common? Well, this is my stop. It was great to see you both. Talk soon. This is the weirdest dream I've ever had. It's not a dream. Shit! Oh, bloody hell, you scared my flipping life! What is all this? Why is no one moving? Why is a tube just sitting there? I made everything stop so we could talk. Are you one of those order people? If I never see a white hexagon with red sparks again, it'll still be too soon. I'm not with the order. So what do you want? The Order is propositioning former members. I believe they'll reach out to you. I want to be there when they do. And what's in it for me? If they don't want to let you go, I can help. Hello, Young. Who are you? You can call me the leader. I know this was all a bit abrupt, bringing you into this pocket dimension, but I wanted us to have a chance to talk alone. I'm not going back. That'll be up to you. But will you at least allow me to say my piece first? Fine. Thank you. First off, I wanted to apologize. The Order has not been inclusive in the past. We've focused on some while neglecting the rest, and I mean to change that. You're still the Order. You've come a long way, Young. From the petite Korean life of Surrey to the glamour of New York City. You grew up in one culture and are now living in another. And you've done well. Some might even say extraordinary. There are days when England feels like a dream rather than a distant memory. But something is missing, isn't it? Stop! No matter how high you seem to climb, how many glass ceilings you break, how much you mold yourself into this life, there's always that inkling that you don't belong. Stop! Not just in England, anywhere. You were a stranger where you were born, so you left and found a stranger in America, too. Why are you saying this? 
Because it doesn't have to be this way. You don't always have to feel like you must give and do more in order to obtain that sense of belonging. I can take that burden away and fill it with something far more beautiful and whole. My gift is that I give people what they really need, Young, So they can be the best versions of themselves that they can be. May I give that to you? You're not alone. He's using you as bait. I wish things were different, Young. It's okay. You're back. Is she for real? Can she really do what she claims? I don't know. Did you get what you need? Yes. Then get out. Get <laughs> Thank you, brothers and sisters. Please. We have come such a long way in our short time together. You were foundlings, stretching your wings when I found you. And look at all of you now. The world is about our wants creating and filling, but never satisfying. And what you've all discovered is what the human condition is really about, is finding and satisfying our needs. But it is not enough that our gift be shared among the order. It must be shared among the world. Let the man with no name come forward. His power is the key to spreading our fulfillment to all corners of the world. I expected some resistance. Answer my questions truthfully, and there won't be. Ask your questions. How is blinding a man and turning another in ants help anyone? Well, the blind man spoke. So you know the answer to that one. As for the ants, they used to be a woman named Jane. She wanted to feel like she was part of something bigger than herself. She wanted community at its most vivid. And what is more alive and communal than a colony of ants? And the eagle? He wanted absolute freedom. All right. I'm ready. Why are you so willing to turn over your power? If more good can be done through you, how could I refuse? Your sacrifice will not be in vain. Oh my god. There's so much. It's incredible. I was blind, but now I can see. Stay in it. Stay in it. 
No. This is not how. I will take it! I wanted her to be it, away from my power to achieve a greater good, and reach more people than I ever had before. But alas, it was not to be. So I go on, moving in the world and helping those that I can, and hopefully, it's enough. Episode 7, Messiah, starring Scott Skurlock as the Disciple, Marissa Pistone as the Leader, Priscilla Chung as Sue Young, Jacob Quinn as the Man with No Name, recorded at DMA Audio in New York, engineering by Dustin Alexander, and music and sound design by Circle Tone. Thanks for listening.